Hello and welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast, your home for competitive Digimon TCG discussion and news. I'm your host, Nako, joined by my co-host, Sinitsu, and today we'll be talking about the results from the August 13th Webcam Digimon Regionals, both the Carta Magica and Top Cut, as well as I'll be going over a sh uh, brief um, breakdown of my recent uh, store championship that I won yesterday, uh, which is why this podcast episode is a little late. And then uh, Zenitsu and I are just kind of going to break down the uh, BT9 metagame and where we see it um, now that we both have a significant amount of more uh, hands-on experience with the format. So going over the quick breakdown, starting with uh, Top Cut, um, there was a pretty decent spread um, for Top Cut's uh, top results. So first place we have Alphamon, second place we have Goemon slash Black War Greymon, third place we have Metal Guru, fourth place we have Metal Guru, fifth place Armorush, sixth place Alphamon, seventh place D Reaper, eighth place Metal Guru, ninth place Security Control, tenth place Goemon, eleventh uh, place D Brigades, twelfth um, place D Reaper again. 13th place, Armor Rush, 14th, Grandis, 15th, Metal Guru, and 16th, Goemon. So as far as the big breakdown goes, there was about 8 different decks present in top 16, which is pretty good. 4 of them were Metal Guru, 3 of them were Goemon, uh, 2 of them were Alphamon, 2 of them were D-Reapers, 2 of them were Armor Rush, 1 Security Control, 1 D-Brigade, and 1 Grandis. So a pretty healthy spread, um, nothing too crazy outside of the D-Brigades. Um, that's something that really, it's been on people's minds and people really like the deck, but it hasn't uh, presented itself with any real results in a while. And I think like the big inclusion that really makes D-Brigades like playable is Death Exmon. Um, that's like the big new tool that they got because looking at this D-Reaper, or not D-Reaper, D-Brigade list, Actually, this one's not even running any. Uh, it's just hardcore aggro. Like, hardcore aggro with a few good security threats, and sometimes security just matters quite a lot. Um, and then flipping over to Carta Magica, which is what I competed in, and I just bubbled out of top 16. I ended up getting 34th place, if anyone's interested. Um, I could have actually made top 16. Um, salty little tidbit here. I could have made top 16 had I paid attention to the clock, um, not like trying to double down or enforce or say that I needed to slow play, just slow down the pace of the game and I could have forced a draw and then I would have made it into top 16, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so first place was Metal Guru, second place was Metal Guru, third place was Metal Guru, fourth place was D Reaper, fifth place we see D Brigade popping up again, uh, sixth place Metal Guru. 7th place, Alphamon, 8th place, Grandis, 9th place, D-Brigade, again, 10th uh, place, Metal Guru, 11th place, which is the person who I lost to, uh, which is Arborush, 12th um, place, Imperial, 13th place, Goemon, 14th place, Goemon, 15th, Metal Guru, and 16th, Yellow-Red Hybrid. Uh, so there was one extra deck present in the top 16 compared to the other one, but it's pretty similar in terms of results. Um, and again, the only real new outlier was uh, not only just red, black, 
or not red black red yellow hybrids but it was uh more deeper gates showing up so i guess aggro is good yeah um something about the consistency of D-Brigade, you know, just their ability to slam bodies. People aren't really running, like, super wide removal because there really isn't any reason for it um, too, too much. Um, and so only one of the three lists even runs Death X, and it's only running one copy. So it's kind of just running the D-Brigade lists that were pretty well known from like way back the more i guess common slash notable inclusion is they're all running copies of kazu the ex2 black tamer uh start of your main phase if you have a cyborg or machine gain one memory and then when a digimon with cyborg or machine becomes suspended you can draw one then trash one uh which all the commandermons are cyborgs so it consistency right like if you're constantly cycling and in a, in a rookie rush style deck you're not at risk of drawing to death via that no and especially since you have um dark german which helps refill your deck so you're actually never afraid of decking out and then kazu helps give you memory so it's just a very very smart card to include in all um deeper gate decks on top of the fact that, like, Deep Brigades also have um, the BT4 Commandermon, which helps replace himself. So you also have Sticky Bodies as well as just being able to go wide super easily. Um, and then you just, yeah, like you said, it's not running anything new or crazy. Um, Death X is a good card. I thought more decks were actually playing Death X, considering in Japan a lot of those play Death X, but that's... Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that shows the difference between our format and how we're playing in our approach compared to Japanese format and how they approach. Um, and with control decks on the downfall, like there's just not a whole lot of control decks doing very well right now. It just does let these types of decks like breathe inside of this meta. Yeah. I mean, if this was one format ago and Yellow Hybrid was running around with Shine... or um with Rapidmon, this deck never tops. If it plays against it, at least, you know. Like, just rap one Rapidmon probably locks you out of the game if you're playing this deck. Which, you know, takes advantage of the, the gap in the meta right now, so. Because everything is just, for the most part, hold something decent in raising, play your search tools, and then just move out when you're ready to combo, or just aggress extra hard. And, like if that's the type of game plan a lot of these decks are doing, then it just leaves room for these low-to-the-ground aggro decks to, like, actually do well. Especially since a lot of these decks don't have huge security threats. So, like, they could swing pretty safely into the opponent's security. Sure, their Digimon might die, but, like, they're not afraid of, like, a mass board removal or, like, oh, I hit a Gaia Force that's super devastating... No, it's like they hit a Gaia Force and they just move to the next Commandermon. Like, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Um, that as well as because they don't need to run too, too many Digimon or they don't care as much what those Digimon are, they all get, they get to run a large suite of 
black option cards, which black has some of the better option removal now, especially, I guess, in this meta. Um, mostly because D-Digivolve isn't stopped by any um, form of current safety at all. Iron Fisted gets around everything that isn't Alphamon. Um, at least, you know, it, it forces Mel, uh, Melga X to use its protection. But, yeah, it's basically, it just looks like it's a, it's a pretty consistent, uh, decidedly aggressive deck that, um, and I, I guess I can see where it potentially stole spots from something like an armor rush, because while it needs to see certain pieces to flow, it, it has a lot of cycle with its, you know, whenever something becomes suspended, draw one, trash one. Filling up its trash to slam Darkdramon pretty early. Nanimon comes out of security and plays itself. This one I'm looking at right now also runs four copies of Korjamon to draw. Playing itself from security. Um, and then four copies of Pride Memory Boost. I mean, Pride Memory Boost makes sense because you're mostly just looking to play your Commandramons off of it. So, like, if you're... Because two of the Commandramons are also four costs, so... If it's yep. just looking for four cost and below, it hits all of your Commandramons, and you don't care which one it hits, as long as it's getting And all something. your rookies, too. Right, all the other rookies. Because you're also, also playing runs... Hagurumon, because that's more cyborg yep. synergy. Because it's like, oh, just... More cycle. Yeah, it's it's more cycling. Even though it's net zero in terms of, like, card advantage, uh, what it does is still just good enough, because it's filling up your trash, cycling through your deck, having a body on field. Like, it's just a good, wholesome deck and that's kind of why it did well um and if we noticed in the meta we saw less um wargreymon x's and more goemons this time and i think goemon is just a little bit better than wargreymon x it kind of pains me to say that but if you're trying to play that greymon tribal goemon is a little bit better because wargreymon x isn't the easiest deck to otk with so, like, I don't necessarily consider that a hardcore OTK deck just because you need to see very, very specific pieces. And if Goemon kind of just has the same type of damage output and you're not relying on seeing specific pieces, then might as well just deal with less damage for an overall better package on trying to control and deal with the opponent's field because Black War Greymon can deal with Tamers. That's a huge aspect because a lot of people are hard playing tamers to try to set something up. And if you're picking those tamers apart, that's huge. Uh, plus, he has a little bit more flexibility in terms of the cards that he's working with. Because you could run um, the red low end, the black low end, the red black low end. Like, there's just a lot of different things. But I think a lot of people are just more decidedly going with the red low end using the Greymon X stuff. Just because the protection is what was needed to be able to have the deck be extra threatening. Well, I don't want to detract from the statement you just made, because all of that's very valid and very well thought out. But what I was mostly thinking about that whole time is, I definitely don't read that as Goemon. And while no one's, like, ever said that's not Goemon, it looks way more like Gaiomon or it's, it's Gaiomon. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I like, just we haven't Goey... gotten a comment yet, and I've been like, am I wrong? Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Because Look, I gave up on... G-A-I-O doesn't say Goey to me. Look, I gave up on a lot of pronunciations because, like, 
some of them are just really dumb, and uh, I think there was a translation that they could have used instead of uh, Gaioban, um, but I've just always called them Goey for like the comedic value of it, because I know it's wrong. So it's like, might as okay. well go full That's... down on the wrongness. That's relevant. As long as you're doing it on purpose, that makes sense. Oh, um... 100%. Like, in videos, <laughs> I try to do it correctly, um, and sometimes it does come out a little awkward, and then I'm like, oh, oops, oh well. <laughs> so, you did touch upon, uh, one of, like, the things I wanted to really get into in a bit, um, since we have more experience with the meta. I was just gonna take, like, the early section, just to, like, break down my store champ, get it out of the way, and then really, like, because we, we could potentially talk about this topic for the rest of the episode, you know what I mean? Right. So, um... Uh, I think I already said it, but I won my store championship yesterday. Um, undefeated playing D Reaper. Um, I wasn't planning on playing D Reaper until basically five minutes before the event had started. Um, Zenitsu and I had practiced Alphamon for me a decent bit the day before, and even though I have a list, I'm pretty comp. Um, comfortable with i don't think that really the list needed any tweakings um i just didn't really feel like i could get over that wall the, the, the speed of execution that he, he kept coming at me with melga and so I, I i didn't feel confident like he basically i think just beat me three or four like sets in a row and then we're like okay well i gotta go to bed thanks for the help i guess like beating me four times in a row um and then I got home from work the next day, and like when I was packing up my stuff, I had ordered a third Dexmon to play with just any control deck or whatever I would need in the future, because I only had two. And it came in the mail that day, and I was like, well, crap. Every list I had seen was running three Dexmon, and I ran two on Saturday, and I did okay. I, I, like, I dropped when I got my third loss, so I was like two and three. But, um... I, I didn't really feel like the deck, I did great with it. And then when I got the third deck spawn, I was like, okay, maybe I want to try it out now. Uh, driving there, I didn't really know what the hell I was going to play. And then I sat down right before the event had started, and I was just running test hands with Alpha, like, against a phantom opponent. And I just kept running out of searchers, or I kept finding myself in, like, a really awkward play. Like, do I just digivolve over Doruman for into the deck's Dorugor, like, uh, that's, that's really bad, or, or I'd have a situation where I don't have any dexes, and then, like, the two or three cool boys I had just wouldn't do anything. I was like, ah, oh, this is, you know what, screw it, I'll just stupid play D-Reaper, because at least I've played that in a tournament setting before, and I'm, I'm slightly more familiar with its mechanics. Um, you know, I guess when pressed to make competitive decisions because i'd only played alpha for fun or against myself um and i i really kind of thought that was wrong but i guess it wasn't because i know i qualified for nationals with it but um so round one um was actually probably my most difficult round um as far as decision making was concerned uh i played against armor rush um and uh, I, I just know it was potentially fate or um, otherwise, because I remember checking my phone and I had a message from Zenitsu that just said, make sure you shuffle well. 
and I opened up zero searchers in my starting hand. Um, actually, City, so this you can just jump in with questions or comments whenever you want, because I don't need to be like talking to myself here. We don't need to be. I mean, like, so I uh, I coaxed him to try to play D Reapers. I knew he was more comfortable on the deck. I'm just like, you have the third Dexmon. Just play what you are more comfortable with, which ended up being D Reapers. Um, and then um, I messaged him, obviously, at the start um, to make sure he shuffles well, because I realized it, real quick, even just in my uh, Metal Guru deck, clumping is huge when you're digging and searching a lot. So making sure that your cards are spread out as much as possible um, is how I kind of try to deal with the whole bricking situation on top of, like, the deck does doing what it needs to be doing. Uh, but, like, I think D-Reapers has a pretty good armor rush matchup because once you get into uh, Gatekeeper, the game is over. Like, they have very little ways to efficiently get rid of Gatekeeper, and if you just have the Gatekeeper uh, set up, there's, like, literally nothing that they can do. It's like, what, they Fire Rocket to deal one damage, they Mega Death the Gatekeeper that you then just play again. Like, you just sit on Gatekeeper and you just almost auto-win if you get to that stage, um, which sometimes if they're floundering, you can... D-Reapers, um, we talked about before, the speed, because of X antibody, just helps immensely yeah it's something i definitely discredited initially i remember i thought we i i genuinely thought that d reaper when it won that first event was like a fluke i was like yeah it's a random in-person event somebody won't with d reapers like who cares um and i didn't really think the x anybody or the death x meant that much especially because even as zenitsu pointed out like um i know there are some rumors like not rumors like there's people are th like speculating on what things may get hit in the now, now confirmed uh this as of this friday will be the japanese band announcement band slash restriction announcement um and the most the talk i've seen around has either been sunrise buster or death axmon and none of the otk decks run it because the death axmon is to counter the otk decks and or like go wide decks um that just play a bunch of tamers while they set up their pieces and raising and i was like well shit like i don't know why i'm sitting here wasting my time worrying about how many death xmon i have when none of these decks are running it there was at one point like the like the, the first or second event um that, that didn't include uh d reaper obviously that none of the top 16 decks had a single copy of death xmon like it just doesn't matter if everyone's in raising and they don't have that that many tamers well, the, but, the ban announcement is for... Sorry to detract, but the ban announcement is for yeah, the Japanese good. meta. And yep. Cross Hearts is a very tamer, yes. like, go-wide, tamer-heavy deck. So it makes playing Death X a lot easier, although Death X still doesn't have that much relevancy uh, because you're still hiding stuff with your tamers, kind of like what Hybrids is doing. Um, so, like, it still does matter because it makes it easier to play, even though it's not removing as much... It's still just a very strong and oppressive card that is hyper-splashable in almost any deck because it, of the on-playability and the cost reduction that goes with it. Um, which is partially why people are just like, look, go-wide strategies are going to, like, using actual Digimon are going to die because of Death Xmon. Because they're already playing it for the Tamers, now it just makes 
decks like uh, Deep Brigade's almost unplayable because, like, oh, if they're going to be coming across the table against somebody who's playing Death X to counter Cross Hearts, well, they just naturally also happen to counter my deck as well. Oops. Yeah. Um, so it it counters Cross Hearts decently well. Like, obviously, Cross Hearts is still the, or the best um, deck in BT10 and EX3 at the moment. Um, I don't know if the meta will shift too, too much. I know we're not that deep into the EX3 meta over there. Um, I'll definitely... I, I keep an eye on the time. I'll make sure we have maybe, like, 20 minutes or so at the end to, like, go over some of our band predictions and discussions. Um, so, yeah. Uh, up against Armor Rush Round 1, um, I played against exclusively, like, fairly well-known players from my local area. Um, I know I've mentioned it before, but... My locals is pretty cutthroat. Um, I've literally never won locals before, so the fact that I won a store champ is a little hilarious. Um, but um, playing armor rush and came out the gate, I had just just a booty hand. Um, I'm pretty sure my best I, I pendulumed just turned to it's like pendulum looking for searcher, and I didn't see one. And then I was like, okay, the first searcher I saw was, I think, from him hitting my third security. So I was like, oh, I don't, this, I don't think this was supposed to be an order, but somehow it is. Like, like my deck must have like, all the non-searchers I think were together because I think at one point I did count to make sure I had the right number of searchers in there, and I apparently they were all in one clump somewhere because I didn't see them. Um, pretty quick loss. Game one. Uh, game two. Um. I remember it was pretty pretty back and forth, um, but I'm like 90% sure um, basically what just happened was I got to the sixth source. Um, that, I mean, so um, I know I, I mentioned like I, I undervalued it, but I'm pretty sure I won every single game I saw in X Anybody option card, like straight up. Like, that, that additional source, especially early and for free, completely changes the context of the game. Like, um, my best turn two, I'm pretty sure, is, you know, Searcher, Tuck, Searcher, Bubbles for one, because I Tuck and X anybody as well. And now they just have a three-source mother on the second turn that they have to deal with, which is pretty unreasonable against a deck that if I get to six sources, I win. Um, then game three, De Death X just saved me because he he had a bad hand. Not a, He didn't have a terrible hand, but he had a bad hand. And he went wide on me. And then I was just doing the math and i'm like i actually just destroy him here if i play death x he had three or two armors um two armors and a vmon and then a tamer and so i played my death x for dirt cheap and then blew his board and he, there's nothing you can do against that you just you just lose at that point if you're armor rush um so round two i'm a little bit more proud about um only because i felt like I maybe taught someone a lesson. I I don't know. Like I definitely didn't a hundred percent like 
do it on purpose purpose but i played very specifically so i played into seccon um and um game one took i think 35 minutes because my opponent had three Karis and a bunch of recovery tools and at one point i played two death x from hand for free based on the amount of tamers he had on the field but the deck it wasn't taking that long because i was playing slowly it was because my opponent wouldn't let me play the game because i don't play memory tamers so i was allotted a singular attack per turn due to the kari tapping and gaining memory and ending my turn and i was usually hitting tactical retreats or holy waves effectively doing nothing um but my opponent couldn't play anything either because i had a dex dexmon on the field so if he play a magda angemon he recovers one and just loses it so um his turn mostly consisted of like magda angemon recover one kill magna or holy wave recover one tapping mimi to give me one two mimis to give me one memory i then swing with like pendulum feet or a bubbles or something and then I hit a holy wave, and then he taps two or three Kari, ending my turn. And that lasted for 35 minutes. Eventually, like, he got upset and was like, do you have the Reaper or not? And I said, maybe. And I did. But <laughs> he I had mean... three security left, and he just kept recovering. And I could only attack once per turn. You know? what? The, what it's not my fault that this isn't ending. You're, you know? I mean, if you're, he was literally. I had a, a giant board that I could only attack once per turn. I mean, to to interject with that's kind of why I hate security control. It just, it's just not a fun deck to play against, or not even half the time. It's not even a fun deck to play. Uh, it's just grueling and miserable for everyone. And yeah, at I don't my know store who was having like less fun. Yeah, like <laughs> at my store championship, there was. Uh, two to three security control players, and they all just lost to Alphamon, uh, the one Alphamon player uh, that mm -hmm. was uh, playing Alphamon. And actually, no, I lied. Um, one of them lost to Alphamon on round three, um, which made it so I faced Alphamon round four in the finals. And then um, the other one lost to Beelstar just because they can't deal damage and the Sakuya didn't do anything and. It was just, it was miserable. Like, no one was doing anything except for uh, the not-security control player who was actually playing the game. And I think that's partially why security control is not doing so well. Granted, there was one that topped. Um, out of all the all of these, there's, like, literally yeah. one that topped, and it was not at, uh, where was it? Yep. It was ninth, ninth place. Ninth place, top cut. Yeah. So, like... It's not doing well. This is well almost exactly because... the list I played against. Yeah. I mean, it's... not that they're super different, but yeah. So, like, the deck is not doing well because there's too many things that can beat it out because they are actually attempting to play the game and usually they're trying to uh, play around security control, which is not a new concept um, to a lot of, like, veteran players on how to beat security control. So, yeah. Like... It's been around long enough now that as soon as you. As soon as they play a couple things, like, I actually kind of thought it was, like, a yellow, purple, cherubi kind of thing. Because I was like, okay, Kari, okay, Mimi now, like, and then Salomon, okay. Like, now 
I kind of know what this is, especially like after the first flame hellscythe, um, that killed a searcher before I could tuck it. Um, but so basically, I learned game one because it was very long. I learned many things in game one. One, um, I'm only allowed to attack once per turn, usually hitting a source of recovery. Two, um, my opponent can't really do anything, especially because I hit the point where Flame Hellscythe wouldn't even kill anything, because just the plus 1,000 DP on my turn was enough to where, okay, you have 10 cards in hand, my Bubbles is currently 15k DP, you do nothing. Um, and then, so he had three security remaining. I finally had, like, a wide enough board and enough memory to where... Because, again, like, every single turn for a while, I was only allowed one swing because, obviously, he would tap all of his Kauris on the first instance of me breaking his security. Um, and he gave me enough memory from something to actually let me attack with my full board once. So I was like, okay, let's Reaper. And the first card was Chaos Deck. So... I was like, oh crap, do I lose now? Like, this would be so painful. But, again, he had no means of actually dealing damage. Because, uh, I'm pretty sure he ran, like, exclusively uh, Salomon as his rookie. So, that's four security. Where's the fifth one? So I just had one security for the rest of the game. He couldn't do anything. Because everything he played, I had two, death two Dexmon out with a third in hand in case he had a Dexmon. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was rough. And then, uh, game two, uh, was basically the same thing, except, because he kind of, like, was, like, yelling at me. He was like, oh, do you have the Reaper or not? Just play Reaper. Dude, swing with Reaper. And then, like, I just didn't swing with Reaper game two. I was, I'll chip one. I'll chip one for 20 minutes if you want me to. Because I've already won a game. This is game two. If we go to time because you refuse to let me kill you, I'm okay with that. And he eventually, like, scooped. I never played Reaper. I had Reaper the whole game. But the dude was livid. Beside himself. He's like, just play Reaper. You have 12 sources. Just play Reaper. He was screaming at me. And I was like, I'm not playing Reaper. I don't know what's in that stack. I was like... I, I literally, I was like, show me four Chaos Degs in your hand, and or between your hand and trash, and then I'll play Reaper. And he just scooped. Very upset. Very pissed. But, honestly... I mean, that's, honestly... that's security control. It's just all... <laughs> it's all matchup and luck sacking. Like, they're just waiting for you to screw up, and then try to capitalize on the fact that you screwed up. Like, they're trying to play this mm -hmm. counter game, when, if there's nothing to counter, they're not even playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because none of his cards actually killed my things by the time they were big enough to dodge Flame Hellscythe, which was pretty early. So, yeah, I did hit a couple Flame Hellscythe or two, because, you know, like, it just it didn't matter. Um, And even, I know at one point, I had I had a Creep Hands out, so he couldn't even swing with a Salomon and chip security. Also, one of the Salomons, I think it was game one, um... I'm, my security is mostly searchers, my guy. Your Salomon is not going to die to my security. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. Like, he was what, like, like, like I said, nothing. I was obviously decently frustrated, too, because I swing with Pendulum Feet. 
I hit a holy wave. You tap three Karis. It's my turn. It's now your turn. Because he kept putting me at one every turn. With holy wave. Play it for six. Tap two Mimis. So he was playing him four, basically, from his three. So he would give me one. And then I would get rid of it. And then he would end my turn. So I don't feel bad at all. Like, I honestly... Like, that that's the moment where I, like, I guess, I guess I fell in love with the deck more specifically because I've always played decks that just fuck security control. And this, oh my god, did I. It wasn't even close. I, like, I was confident I was going to win from the first Dexmon that I technically played for negative one. Obviously, you don't gain memory from Dexmon, but I was just counting tamers. Three Kari, uh, two Mimi, two um, Yellow Kari. I was like, okay, um... I play this for zero, and then I play this one for zero, and then I play creep hands for zero using the effect of mother. Yeah, like at that point, like what are you actually supposed to do? But so yeah, um, round three. I already mentioned this to Zenitsu a little bit. Um, I should have lost round three, hundred percent. Like, had my opponent had more experience with Deep Reapers, I lose, hundred percent. Um, they were playing Imperial, and they had me, uh, I don't remember exactly who won game one or two, I think he won game one, I feel like I always lose game ones if I have to go to game three, um, and then game three, he had me on the ropes, but so, to preface, like, he had, my, my opponent didn't have much experience with D-Reapers and was constantly asking questions about like what my cards did or why I was doing things and I was really trying to do my best to explain it because like it's not fair to beat somebody because you don't know what your shit does like he was like okay so you played that for free like can you play another one for free I said no just once per turn one of anything and then why did you play that searcher for one but why did you play that searcher for three okay well if I only have one on the board if I don't have any searchers on the board, I can play it for one. But if I already have a searcher on the board, I can't play it for one. Which is why... And then I can also only tuck one searcher using Mother's Effect once. But if I play Bubbles, a different card, that lets me tuck other searchers. Also, Jerry... I, I still think the way Jerry works is confusing because you always have to reveal five cards, even if the first one is a searcher, which also annoyed the security control player. He's like... Bro, just take the first searcher. And I was like, I have to reveal five. The, the card says I have to reveal five. Like, even if they're all searchers, I have to reveal five. It's not a choice. Like, so... So um, he was just completely inexperienced and didn't know what he yeah. was doing. Nope. So he was just trying to... Bart, uh... He was asking questions to play the game, which is fair. Yeah. He was, he was honestly, great guy. Great guy. Um, And so um, he had me dead to rights one security remaining with a tapped two tap fighter modes because the turn before i played a gatekeeper and then he played fighter mode yeah and fighter modes just swung over it just swung over it like okay i so he swung for zero security on tap tap my gatekeeper swing over gatekeeper and then the second fighter mode because he raised um he had raised that turn and like built up another joker stack um but I was dead to rights, and my opponent just... So he was asking questions about every card that I played. Therefore, he had no idea what Reaper was, or that it was a thing, and had Ice Wall in hand and did not play it, because he didn't know that I had the 
OTK potential. He thought I was like a pure control deck that I was going to grind him out swinging with bubbles and pendulum feet because that's all I had done for two games prior to that moment. Also note, just for this whole situation, this whole tournament, I very rarely won with Gatekeeper. Or not Gatekeeper. I, I won more via Gatekeeper than I did with Reaper. I mostly chipped away. I very rarely did I actually OTK people. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because like Reaper is just the alternate win condition, and while you're playing your cards, they're just sitting there on the field. So it's like you might as well just use them to swing, because otherwise they're just dead weight. Yeah. Um, and then... So yeah, that I was dead to rights, and I only had enough searchers to completely OTK him with Reaper because my opponent had the previous turn hit a couple searchers in security, um, putting them in my trash. So I counted it up, and I was like, well, this is literally the only... Because like, I had a Dexmon in hand, but I couldn't play it because DDG Evolving Fighter modes into Pyildramons did nothing. Um, and then he just swings and kills me the next turn, even though I could have played it for pretty cheap. But I counted, I was like, yep, I have exactly enough swings. Um, I can swing six times. He has five security. I just can't hit a single Hammer Spark or a single Mega Death. Or a single ice wall. Like, I can't hit anything that either ends my turn or bounces or kills my guy. Fuck it. And there wasn't anything there. I just hit a bunch of rookies and level fours. And I won the game because he had ice wall in hand and just. I played Reaper and he's like, okay. I swing and restand and he's like, oh no. <laughs> swing and restand. Swing and restand. Yeah. So. And then I saw your uh, final match on um, Ride My Avatar's YouTube channel because you mentioned that he was streaming the store championship. So um, just going over your uh, game or your round three, you were up against Red uh, War Greymon. And, uh, round four, yeah. Yeah, or round four. And you basically just cleaned his clock. Like, game one was yeah. pretty decisive. You just did D-Reaper things. Um, his... He unfortunately swung into your security and then revealed a gatekeeper, recovered you one. Second check was a gatekeeper that you just recovered, recovering you one. So the three damage he was going to do was reduced to basically one, which really sucks because it's like, wow, I was expecting you to be half dead by now. And now I and barely I had dealt two anything. Gatekeepers. And you had uh, two they, gatekeepers, which was They insane. weren't live, but still just two 10k bodies for free because he swung. Right, and, uh, like, you cleaned his clock pretty easily um, because mm -hmm. of that. Uh, that was just a huge tempo swing. And then uh, going into game two, um, he had you pretty on the ropes. It wasn't, like, that bad of a situation. Um, he made this huge play to Digivolve all the way up into a um, Omnimon X antibody. He did a pretty good power play. Um and he thought he would have had you. But you were chipping at his security, and for whatever reason, he wasn't getting rid of his sources to stop the attacks. So then you just were like, hmm, let's just Death X here, D-Digivolve back into a Omnimon, and then that Omnimon could only do one check, and you still had, like, some security left. So it's just like, oh, he could build up another stack, and then he just doesn't do anything. So he, yeah. he goofed himself by not using his cards effectively, like, I get the mentality behind it where it's just like he was hoping something would come out of security that would help better his position. But at the same time, um, knowing that D 
D-Reapers usually play Death X. Uh, that should have been a thought, and I guess it wasn't. Uh, granted, no, you I, did play I, it for I a would lot. Have anything, I would go the other way. I, if anything, I thought that him not stopping my attacks was him playing around the D-Digivolve so that he still had a Blitz Omni at the end of the turn instead of a level 4 or something stupid if he t- if he trashed a bunch of sources. Um, though, I think the real kicker was is that in game 2, he he did make that great play, and but he didn't finish me with it, and then um, he kind of just, you know, it's classic aggro versus control uh, matchup where he was just shy of killing me, and it's it's always that last security or that last attack that matters because um he he had a he didn't have protection built into his stack either he had he had to go straight into the um from the uh uh Greymon X into the Wear X or the Guru X um so he you mean metal didn't X. have yeah, that's what I mean um so because honestly that same matchup if he saw the bt8 he can then just swing into mother and kill her uh he doesn't have anything to swing into mother because it was the red base so it was it was hardcore red war Greymon. so he didn't have the the red black metal axe wouldn't they just run that as as their like metal gray that they digivolve x over still even i know you're not running but you can just it, even though it's a red-black card, it still counts for War Greymon. It does. It's just really expensive. At least, like, I don't know the dude's deck. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen... That's red... what I was afraid of, at least. Yeah, no. I I think the red version just doesn't play that card because they just don't need to. Like, what they're, they they're, they're level more, 5 War They're just more damage-focused. Um, they they run uh, Alteris as the other one. Oh. Because he counts as a Metal Greymon, and he adds an extra instance of protection. But, like, what's the actual card that's Metal... Okay. Alteris. Alteris okay. has the line of text where he counts as a Metal Greymon. So you could go, like, Alteris into Alteris into, um... Uh... X-Antibody. Oh, okay, so, so the promo Alteris is the same effect as the... Uh, War Grey or the Grey Monax. Okay, yes. yeah, that makes sense. So that's usually what the red side runs. Um, and like you just got him to a point where he couldn't deal the damage. Mm-hmm. You dealt all the damage to him, and he was just at a point where he couldn't even do anything. He there was nothing he could do. Um, yeah. So that was uh what? that was a pretty good run for your store championship. Yep. Uh, mine's One, a little bit simpler. Yeah, mine's a little bit simpler. I ended up losing in finals um, against Alphamon. So round one, I'm trying to remember what I played against. Round one was Beelstar. Um, mm-hmm. I saw zero security threats, so that was pretty quick. Um, round two was... Why did I face round two? I'm trying to remember myself. It just It's such a blur because it happened so fast. Uh, I think round two was... A, oh, no. Round two was against uh, War Greymon. Um, mm. Black War Greymon, more specifically. I had okay. practiced that matchup pretty extensively coming off of um, the Carta Cup, or Carta mm-hmm. Regionals. I played at yep. least one or two there. So I kind of knew what to do. Um, then round three was against Grandis. 
Uh, he just didn't know TK me, so I was able to kill him pretty quickly. And then the last round was against uh, Alphamon, which we went pretty back and forth. And it was just an unlucky scenario where um, I checked two of his Oryukens uh, by turn three. So I'm just like, okay, what's the statistical probability of him having the third Oryukin by turn three with two already gone out of his security? And he just happened to have the Oryukin. He didn't kill me with it um, the turn he went into it, but he also had the Breath of the God, which he's only running two of, again, by turn three, with minimal searches because he only saw two tamers that game. Uh, one, he hard played a cool boy, and the other, uh, I checked a cool boy in security. So uh, I knew off of the cool boys he didn't take the Oryukin because I saw the searches, and he couldn't take mm -hmm. Breath of the Gods. So I'm just like, shoot. Yeah. I, I aggroed him so well that I thought I had it, and then he just happened to have the outs in his hand already from the beginning of the game, and I'm just like, damn. All right, I can't I can't do anything about that. Um, if anyone was wondering what I was using both days, um, Saturday and Sunday, um, the webcam regional for Carta, I was running Metal Guru X, and then I took that same exact deck, made one small tweak, and took it to the store championship. Um, and I got to the last round where I could have gotten my invite and it just didn't happen. So that's, I just yeah. got luck sacked out of it because um, against the, um, the armor rush player who ended up taking 11th in Carta, um, I had him at kill point And then the last check was the mega death that won him the game. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if I played a little bit slower, not like slow playing, but again, if I played slower, paid attention to the clock, uh, I could force the draw and we both would have got our invite instead of him just I mean, getting the invite. Not even necessarily that, because if you just played like, if you played for a more defensive stack, because um, instead of trying to use your, um, you could have just not swung, basically. Yeah, like, that's, just... that's what I mean. I could have played... I well, could have played I mean, more control. You don't even necessarily draw in that line. You could just, you know, digivolve into metal. Um, well, no, like know, I, based on the clock, I would have drew if I played any slower. So I should have just played, used my cards to try to control the field rather than to aggress into his security mm -hmm. to try to win the game. Yeah. So I, it was just a complete like... oversight on my part. Mm. Um. Yeah, that sucks. Um. The only so one of the things that actually felt pretty good also about my event was that the player I played in the finals was collecting nationals invites like uh, Thanos stones, so um, he'd already have two and he was one game or you know one match away from getting a third. Um, it and it's it's pretty um, pretty shitty I guess of a situation in general because while I understand that like a lot of players. Uh, myself would have been included, were really upset that, you know, this person was potentially going to get a third invite and basically just, just like, absorb them and have them go nowhere because you can't get more than one invite. But if you play and then win the store champ, then nobody gets the invite. Um, well, like, his reasoning was just that he's like, hey, you know, I want these stamped store champion card sets, and these are the only way I can get them. So, you know, should I have to pay out the ass to get them on TCG player or buy them from somebody else when I could just beat them 
and get them if I'm the better player, if I'm the you know the player that shows up and wins. And it's it just sucks that that's the situation Bandai's put us in because, you know, he's right. Like, if you're someone who has won a store champion and you should be able to participate in as many as you're able to, and then if you win, get the card set, get the stamps, and then have the Nationals pass down to the first applicable person, basically. Second place in this case would be, you know, the like the person that gets it, or maybe, you know, maybe down the line if they're going to do another wave of these there will be a decent amount of people that have store invites or and cuz so this person had also had already received an invite by topping um one of the like uh digicon events so they had an uh, like an invite from like a large topping and now they had also won two store champs so it just sucks that that's the situation they were put in yeah, I mean, I think part of it is uh Bandai's I, I don't want to say laziness but it is kind of laziness where they just don't want a pass-down system. Otherwise, we would have one by now. Um, they don't want to have to deal with the hassle of like programming that into the website or whatever. They're just like, it's easier mm-hmm. just to have the winner get it all the time, no matter what. Um, and if they already have one, cool, whatever. It just doesn't matter. It just disappears. It just disappears. Yeah. Um, and it does suck, but like it is probably just uh, an example of corporate laziness where it's just like it's easier... Mm-hmm to not do anything than to try to remedy a small situation for a small portion of people. So, um, why I felt the need to, like, break down my entire store champ was that, um, I felt like I learned a lot over the course of that night, um, about playing D-Reapers, but also more specifically, um, the meta. Because I think my biggest takeaway was that I 100% could have lost at any moment if basically anything went wrong all the time like i am not you know some god's gift to card games all of a sudden because i won a store champ because i was literally one ice wall away from losing round three um one one ice wall or one kakai this breath or hammer spark from losing round three um and one extra mega death in round one and i lose um if my opponent saw their death x before i saw mine in games you know in in round like every opponent had a way of just just beating me either via security or otherwise just if they saw what they needed to see when they saw them you know like that's just card games like i didn't do anything fucking special no and that's kind of like (laughs) my my losses they they were kind of i don't want to say hollow but like we played to the best of our abilities and then all of a sudden the game is just over because of a, a random determination of luck. Like, mm-hmm. I I took the statistical probability to aggro the best that I could, um, which going over um, just the like the broadness of things, like, I, I learned that a lot of these decks can do a lot with very little memory. So, like, I actually, like, you could even see this um, if you look at uh, the... Um, document to look at all of the deck lists you can see that a lot of these top decks especially the gururamon decks they're cutting down on tamers so the reason why they're cutting down on tamers isn't necessarily to counter death x it's because they don't actually need the memory to do stuff like one cool boy um and your metal or your wear gururamon in raising like and you could basically just break almost all of their security at one memory like there's there's no reason 
for us to need to be at a higher memory count other than increasing the chances of us winning, which if we are already winning anyway, then why why are we doing that? It's just an unnecessary thing. And D-Reapers kind of plays to that same strength, where it's just like they cut out the Tamers from uh, what they were trying to do in EX2. And, and options. Just, and options. And I don't play just, a single option card. And they're just <laughs> straight up running hardcore efficient and value cards. Like, oh, my Starmons. Yeah, my <laughs> Starmons kills your um, level 5, or it kills your level 4 or lower. Like, that's okay. just good. Uh, Death X being basically free everything in the deck basically being reduced or free like a lot of these decks that are doing well can operate off of almost nothing which means they don't need to spend the extra time in memory to set up those tamers and that's a big difference on why uh we're seeing a lot of success out of metal gururumon more specifically granted there are some uh decks and variations that are still running some like memory setting tamers just because of the style of deck that they're using but um sometimes success also can't be replicated by uh an individual because of how the run goes and the skill and comfort on the decks like um the first place um one of the first place metal guru decks he's running a red package i don't think i could just say okay let me copy that list play it I don't have the ability to play that list the exact same way that that player would to be able to have that success. It's just like, okay, I get why it's there, but I'm more of an aggro player, and this is slowing me down for a better OTK deck. Do I want to play this as an OTK deck? No. So that means I won't have the ability to actually copy their success um, just because that's what they did. Um, so at least my my take on that, that list specifically is it's not necessary so it runs delicate plan it's running a red package but i think it's like i think we're, we're seeing parts in where it really was kind of like one because of the other like i think the deck would want to run hero even if he weren't red he just also happens to be red and therefore why not also run delicate plan because we already want to run hero because um so and it's something that um I thought of, and it was really kind of the thing that made me feel better about playing D-Reapers as opposed to playing Alpha, because you're running the same amount of, like, quote-unquote security bombs as far as, um, it, maybe not specifically in the form of, like, uh, larger DP Digimon, um, because where Guru swinging at 6k is fairly vulnerable, but that's, that's what Hero's for. You're no longer swinging at 6k. It's just the only problem is the time it takes to set up hero. Like, I could spend an extra turn to set up the hero, or I could basically try to make the combo play now. It's a little bit more riskier, but it puts them, it puts me so much farther ahead when the payoff actually pays off. Because I think it's like you just have to see it like basically your first turn going second. Like,. Yeah, you have I'm to imagining... set up those memory tamers as early as you humanly possibly can because this this harkens back to what I was saying, um, like way back when in the earlier formats, uh, when mm -hmm. the game was still relatively new. The later the game goes, the harder it is to justify hard playing a tamer, especially hard playing a tamer for four, and the less value you get a, from it, and the less value you get from it. So, like, it's it just is significantly harder the later the game goes to use those cards. Which is why um, I decided to cut them out, and I don't think I could copy their success because I won't have that 
um, mental fortitude to want to make those certain connections, and I'll just see this card as a brick in my hand most of the time. Or if it comes out of security, then I'm, like, feeling pretty good. One of the things that I think that um, we've potentially, like, convinced ourselves of is that, like, (laughs) I know we, um... We go with these these topping lists and we go we break them down and we talk about them and a lot of people will take these lists either and copy them verbatim or just use them as like a very close guide as to what they want to play when they take these decks to their events. But something that I know we mentioned for nationals and I think um, with an event like that, like how crazy long it was and how many rounds you had to win to win it all and to to top that event. Um, you saw something that's maybe like the improper use of statistics. And we, I think we're starting to lean more into that with this format a little bit only because. So I do not think metal guru X is a better deck than alpha Mon. I, verbatim. I don't, I, I but, think that statement is true. I don't think it's better than alpha Mon. I oh, think I mean, metal I guru X it. has a, it has a higher ceiling. So in a format where, like like getting lucky is how you win consistently like i said you know and i i guess you know you you lose to a single additional mega death you lose to a single additional hammer spark stuff like that if you have to like to to win you have to just not see hammer sparks in security not see mega death in security and metal guru x is better at that because it has a higher ceiling than alpha mon does it's Alphamon's way more consistent. And I think if you play Alphamon versus Metal Guru X a thousand times, Alphamon wins more frequently. But it doesn't need to win more frequently. It just needs to, you know, be in the small minority where they won nine times in a row. And then that's it. That's the event, you know? The first nine events, you know? Even if the next 50 times they would have lost. And I think that is kind of true. Um, I mean, I've played the matchup, uh, and, like, the way I play my Metal Guru deck um, kind of harkens to, like, the aggressive nature that uh, decks like uh, Deep, uh, Deep Brigade are leaning into and finding success with is because they're putting pressure... Un- it's basically them putting unchecked pressure onto the opponent. Like, if their security is just bad enough that unchecked pressure can start snowballing out of control into very easy lethal positions for you setting up. So it's just like, okay, if I make my big combo play by turn three and you're still setting up, you're dead. Like, there is nothing you can do about that because you just don't have the cards to be able to respond to me. And I think Metal Guru Mm -hmm. does this the better of most of the other decks is the amount of pressure it could apply early on. And that's why uh, Deeper Gates did so well is because it also can apply some really good pressure early on. Uh, especially if you're starting your engine going and uh, all of your cards are super cheap and efficient to play. Like, you just don't need a lot of memory and a lot of setup to be able to make your plays powerful, effective, efficient, and possible. And that's, like, why... Um, decks like Metal Guru are doing so well right now um, is because it could just put the gas pedal on and not let up. Um, granted, sometimes it could backfire in the form of like Alphamon also being able to do stuff out of nowhere, just because, again, off of two tamers, um, uh, 
this this goes back to my finals match that I lost. Um, off of two cool boys, he was able to go up a full Oryuken, do everything he needed to do because he already had the cards in his hand. If he didn't have the cards in his hand, there was no way he was winning that matchup. So I just had to take that calculated risk, and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But more often than um, not, it's going to pay off just because um, if it was literally any other deck, they wouldn't have the consistency that Alphamon does, which is why I think Alphamon is still one of the best decks in the format. And I think it, it feeds into like a small amount of like imposter syndrome. Like I really don't think I played that much better yesterday than I played on Saturday. It's just like, so my round one opponent was Grandis and... I mean, it's granted it's not a bad, not a good matchup. It's probably the worst matchup, um, for because um, for uh, D Reapers because they can just spend my gatekeepers and swing over them. But um, it just puts my win condition at not get to gatekeeper as it is with Melga X, but it's get to Reaper and win. Um, so, but but even that that being said, I I don't think I played any better. I just faced different decks i i played against armor rush which i feel like i have a pretty good matchup into especially if i see a de- dexmon which i now have three of uh security control i just kind of like laughed at his face for 45 minutes um then uh, imperial i got lucky and the last match i got lucky like that's that's the, that's the history of my my tournaments and like that's just kind of how these events i think are really mostly going in an otk versus otk environment there's fewer opportunities to make mistakes because the games are ending so quickly fewer ways to express skill i unfortunately i think this skill expression is your capability to set up and read when you should be doing your plays i think that's the most skill expressive uh that we currently have but yeah a lot of it just does come down to do they have the cards in their hands or, or is their security good enough in a or, yeah, or at least the, the recovery like because I, I like so like a couple of the games that i played in one um they weren't blowouts one way or the other it was a pretty grindy back and forth like um you know do i tap jerry here do i want to keep jerry untapped so that i you know they can't just swing over jerry like am i really going to need jerry next turn or do i want to use jerry to swing this turn instead of just tapping for a source like though like obviously like the games where they like don't they go beyond like three like total turns or three turns or two turns each are, are the games that i i find more fun and more skill expressive than like a melga x that sees its line as soon as possible with a single cool boy as you mentioned wins before i can blink uh y- yes um, and that's kind of, again, why we're seeing a lot of Metal Guru decks doing well is because it is it is just one of the better aggro decks that also just so happens to be able to OTK the opponent. Um, and that's like the strength of it. Do I think this is the end-all be-all deck? No, I don't. I still think on average Alphamon is just the better, safer, stronger deck. It's just the style of play that we are, like the play patterns that we're finding ourselves in lean more towards strengthening something that could aggro very early, very quickly, and very hard. Which is why, like, oh, if they just get the OTK God Hand, like, 
you just get blown out and it feels bad, but that's just sometimes what happens. But I don't um, think Metal Guru is like some unbeatable god just because it started topping a lot. I think it's they understand, these players understand the changes that are happening in the format and how we're playing and taking advantage of that. Well, if anything, I'm saying the opposite. It's saying that Melga wins more consistently in an environment where everyone's seeing their perfect pieces, which is usually what's happening at it's, these top it's because tables. Yeah, it's because it can move uh, move out and aggress one turn earlier. Like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you played, like, a like a showcase game of you just gave an Alphamon their Exodia and you gave a Metal Guru X their Exodia and they both played 100% optimally, Metal wins every time. You know what I mean? Like, so... It's because they require fewer pieces. You take all... Exactly. You just take all luck out of security. Like, you can't die to security. And, um... You know, you so... Everything costs the same amount of memory that it always will cost. So, I mean, I I don't know if it's exactly a perfect turn to... Play Coolboy or to Digivolve straight into Darugamon first. Like, but... The point being is that you have to go up... A higher chain with alpha and that requires more memory it obviously is way more consistent because of that because now you're protected you can't be dp reduced you're a giant body so you're not going to die in a random digimon in security you can't be deleted by card effects basically outs and that's why people are running the removal that they're running is because there's very few ways to actually stop an alpha mon that gets rolling but killing it before it gets rolling is the really the easiest way yeah, and that's why we see a lot of these aggro decks or more aggressive style of decks doing well. And something like Imperial, while it still has some success, the reason why I hopped off of Imperial was because it needs a setup. Like, mm-hmm. It needs way more setup. It needs mm-hmm. way more setup than Metal Guru and for for almost it's the same type of output. still lower, yes. almost, you know? Like, for, um, for not as high of an output, I need a setup and a very specific setup? Like, no. That's... It just... If I don't see a tamer early on, it's not happening. So, um, this is something that I think also, because I actually noticed that not, um, I didn't, not only did I not play an Alpha Mon at my store champ, there wasn't a single player playing Alpha Mon at my store champ that, on that given day. And it got me thinking about it. And so I think what is happening is that, especially since we're, we're towards the middle to latter half, like, people get a little bit of like either fatigue and or just just getting bored of mirrors because if you're playing alpha you're more likely to see another alpha than anything else um so people are just kind of bored of who sees their pieces first you know like random lottery draws um in an alpha mirror match and so i think people are swapping off of it because they are seeing de- other decks, and there are plenty of decks that do well to where you don't have to play Alpha Mon, unlike some of the other, you know, great decks in the past where you were either playing Blue Hybrid or you lost in BT7 and in EX2 <laughs> by the end of it. Um, so you any you can still win with Grandis or D-Reaper or Galmon or D-Brigade. So why not play one of those? Because at least then you're not just going to play the mirror match every time. It's it's one of those situations where the damage and potential is so high 
and the uh like the pacing of the game allows uh these types of decks to do well that like they're all relatively sitting on a similar playing field like yes people are going to look at this and be like oh another blue deck is topping blue still tier one uh yada 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 but like at the end of the day like we have nine in this list or in both of between both of these events we have like nine or ten different playable decks that are topping and doing well and it it harkens back to like i hate to say the Yu-Gi-Oh philosophy but like if everything is broken then nothing is broken um it's not exactly 100% correct and I don't like that train of thought, but like it, it's the type of situation that we're looking at where a lot of these decks are doing very similar things, so therefore they're all pretty playable. I think, well, so also, because I think the Rise of Galmon specifically says, because I think every deck when applicable or when able to is making small adjustments to beat its most likely matchup um... Like, so, Armor Rush runs four copies of Megadeth almost exclusively. Like, I I struggle to find a list that doesn't, as well as, you know, three copies of Hammerspark, usually, one copy of Ice Wall. They run a bunch of security bombs that could all just mess with an OTK uh, turn, either from Metal or from Alpha. And I think that's why um, Armor Rush and Galmon are doing better because they have more of that um it, it's not so much luck sacking it's like interaction like it's it's the only way you can interact but um hey if i'm Galmon and i can run you know black war Greymon and i can just pop three cool boys with my digi on digivolve you probably lose you know yeah, uh, I I definitely can see that. Like the lists are getting more optimized, play styles are gonna be like ever shifting. So like Metal Guru might be doing good now, and now because he's doing good, people are gonna learn how to play against him and what to tech for him. And now he's gonna have a lower mm-hmm. representation. Like that's just how a meta develops, and that's like the interesting yeah. part is the fact that we have so many playable decks that any one of these decks could easily be in the Metal Guru's position. I mean, look at Alphamon. It was in that position at the very start of the format. It was winning a lot, and it was topping a lot compared to the other decks. And now Metal's in that uh-huh. position. But that's not to say Metal's going to be in that position forever. Yeah. So, I guess that's really just where I wanted to go with as far as, like, um, like why Alpha hasn't gotten any worse. It just... People can afford to tech against it a little bit, and when they can, they do, as well as Metal X just being better than it in a, in a pure who-can-see-their-things-faster race. Um, and, you know, things like Grandis or Armor Rush, like, if they see their god pieces, they can really give Alpha Mana run for its money because it needs to see more specific cards, and while it has plenty of opportunities to do so, it might not be quick enough. It might just like just get just shy of getting there, um, and also I th- I feel like people have less fun with a deck that just you know swings twice and wins the game as opposed to something like Metal or Ar- Imperial or Armor Rush where you're constantly turning sideways. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more um, thought into your attacks and evolutions because your evolutions also do a lot in Metal, but like that goes to harken back to your point of there's just 
more interaction and alpha mon mm-hmm. is not a very interactive deck and i think people might get bored of it people might not be able to afford it like there's multiple different reasons on the the drop off of the alpha mon even though i do think it is still probably the best deck of the format just because of what it's doing and when it's doing it it's just so oppressive um but it just goes to show that it's not like it's a tier zero deck there are other decks to play Mm -hmm. there are other things that you could be doing um and there's still success that other decks could have um and speaking of success that other decks can have i think this is a good time to um transition to uh the ban announcement that we're going to be getting um on Mm -hmm. the 19th of august um so that's going to be based off of japanese format so these are going to be more japanese focused so obviously i don't have a whole lot of uh experience on um playing bt10 and ex3 because you know i don't have them and i do so much with what I can already with just our current format that I can't ag- delegate resources to be able to do uh, Japanese format as well. But we could look at some of the Japanese results and data that we've gotten and kind of make a good picture on our own. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to say anything too, too crazy. I know we talked about it a little bit at the tail end of last video. Um, just the idea that... Um, they do have a trend. We have, like, based on the few cards they have touched in the past, they they try to hit cards that they, one, think are curbing, not necessarily design space completely, but, so, I, I guess, A, they hit cards that curb design space, um, hidden potential discovered, um, kind Me- of Ice Mega Wall, but, but more, more Mega Digimon Fusion. Ice like, Wall was more because okay. it's not fun. It's, like... Yeah, they also hit cards because sometimes they're just not fun. Like what we saw mm-hmm. with Tommy, Tommy is just not fun. Uh, right now, Tommy would do absolutely nothing or very minimal. Um, not true. In... I, I I disagree with that completely. Well, I mean, okay, he's a security threat, sure, at stripping sources, but like sometimes in Grandis's case and other decks' cases, they don't care or need their sources. But like. But, they they banned him yeah. on the principle of not being fun, not for the card's strength. Alpha would get a decent about worse if they could find... Because I've already seen lists that were like an Imperial blue hybrid-y kind of thing. If you can run four Mega Death and two or three Tommy, like, pretty gross. But, um... So, they, they've exclusively banned cards at lower rarities, too. Or restricted cards at lower rarities, they haven't touched a single super or secret yet, which is why I will make, I guess, the first claim of the of like the you know reco- or guesses is I do not think Death X Mon will be touched at all. No. Or if they do, it won't matter. I guess is is a safer bet, but I I guess I'll, I'll still infer. I don't think it gets touched at all. I as much as I hate the card. Um... Just because of how splashable it is, and like it does restrict what decks are even playable in go wide type formats, um, I I don't think they're gonna hit it either. Um, some people are gonna bring up the point where it's just like, oh, of course they're not gonna hit it. That's why you're buying BT nine. It's just like, well, yes, but no. Um, like I can see them limiting it to they one, just, but I don't, don't touch... think they are. I also like because 
when we kind of talked about like how would we hit Alphamon if we wanted to hit Alphamon because Alphamon doesn't like well obviously it's not doing as well right now it still doesn't get a whole lot worse no moving into the future like looking at Japanese data I just have um like a quick little I think chart they hit Alpha because it it stays good staying good for too long is the easiest way to get banned in J in Japan's eyes that's what hit Jessmon that's what hit Yellow Hybrid and that's what hit Blue Hybrid being too good for too long gets you banned. Well, I also think, like, there's some level of, like, design space curbing because it's just like, okay, yeah. um, like, they can't print an another um, Doru Greymon because now they're going to have to compete with the current one, and if they can't compete with the current one, um, then there's just no point on even trying to design one. So it does, uh, and that's kind of what we saw with Jessmon, where it's just like, the new Savior Huck is nowhere near as good as the old one, especially with um, Jessmon GX. Uh, like, they they banned it because it was going to be harming future design space on top of it being too good with the future interactions that it wasn't innately designed for. Thank you for arguing for um, rotations indirectly. Um, but... Um, well, like, I agree with you. They, 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 they obviously they, do. They, they look knew Jessmon was coming. They knew Jessmon GX was coming. They knew Je Jessmon X was coming, and they said, "Ooh, this is gonna be a problem. We have to. You can't uns. You know, get rid of the unsuspending consistently." Right, and like that's not necessarily to support rotation. That's just oh, um, this might be too strong of an interaction that they knew was coming because when um, Savior got banned, just as an example. They were already probably designing BT10 and BT uh, and EX3. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the starter decks were out, they were already designing those sets, and they had to make that decision. And they figured, oh, this is also uh, making Red almost unplayable outside of Jessmon. Um, not saying Alphamon is that case because others are doing well, but none of them are doing as well as Alphamon is the point. So as far as my big idea on what I think that they're going to hit in order to limit Alphamon is going to either be a cool boy, um, just because it's the best searcher for Alphamon. Um, it's just so cheap and it's, it's just so, so efficient. And, and Alphamon abuses it more compared to the others, but I don't think that they're going to do that because it's going to hurt the other decks as well. I think, even though this is going to suck, um... I think Doru Greymon, yeah, Doru Greymon is going to get um, hit to one just because uh, there's still but... other level five X antibodies that you could use. Um, it's It does indirectly also kind of kill off the uh, Dex Doru uh, yeah. deck as well, which is why it that's sucks. That's why I don't think they touch it. I, that's why I don't think they touch it. I think because, because the deck is I not think... doing anything, they, they don't care if they touch that. That's my personal thing. It's just like, I it guess, does yeah. kill so it, it is... off. It is a Japanese aimed, and people have stopped play. People don't ever a never really played it, and b like it's not going to stop people from playing it at their like kitchen tables if they want to play for fun, which is basically the only space you play Dexter Greymon, or yeah, Dexter Ugamon in anyway. Like so, I don't know. But I've also seen that as an argument of why they wouldn't touch Dex. Mon because without Dexmon or Dexmon restricted to one, that deck also gets a lot worse. I just think certain decks you just don't care about. It, it like yes, it sucks that they get hit in the crossfire. Um, look at uh, Lilith Loop; it got indirect bans multiple times. 
um, or indirect limitations multiple times. Um, but like but it's they, still they don't, found but a they way. They didn't print Lilith Loop as like a direct supported archetype, right? I, like yeah, that's that's the other thing is that's it the wasn't it, it it was caught in the crossfires, but it wasn't an actual deck that was like something ever they designed purposely for. designed for. Yes, because yeah, um, they've they designed a whole, first they had to design the whole Doru line in BT seven, and then the whole Dex Doru line in BT nine. I don't think they they touched that deck. I don't think they want to to mess with that because it is exactly that like you'd be hitting a fun deck when you could hit cool boy and well cool you boy can still play the, the... the hit is the hit extends to more than just cool boy because now you're basically taking a lot of the consistency um out of all of the x antibody decks which is like i guess that's fine they i don't think that's the extra thing, searcher though. but i don't know it's, i think it's a tough one that is exactly make. the problem so they again, could also hit like, the rare Alphamon. Like that is also an yeah. option. Rare Alpha would auction. Force you to safest. use the secret. Yeah, force you to use the secret rare one. Um, not for sales, mm-hmm. but like just to because you still have an alternative. You have another option. Um, secret Alpha is getting the ghost rare reprint in BD10. <laughs> neither, force people to use it. Ni- neither here nor there. Um. <laughs> But uh, I think, like, also, it does just make the combo worse because now you're relying on Yuji to be able to set up the combo instead of it just doing it itself. Uh, plus, the DT yeah. Evolve also is pretty relevant because that could bypass a lot of, a lot of defenses. A lot of things stop it, yeah. So now there's more answers to stop it. So I actually think Rare Alphamon, if they were to hit that deck, Rare Alphamon is the hit. Um. So I, I think you... like came to my point like in passing i think because we're we're in ex3 looking towards bt11 and i think they're like they're looking over their shoulder at all these x antibody decks that they accidentally created that aren't going away to the same level that they thought they are grandis um you know grandis otk metal x otk alphamon otk war gray x all these random otk packages that include x antibody cards that all then can run cool boy i think it'd be very easy to restrict cool boy to one and just anything that was even like fringe playable like you 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 really hit alpha mostly but you also lower the consistency of everything else like i think they would want to at this point again where they are i think take all these like tier 1.5 decks that can still show up and OTK you and still end you in two turns if they see their at maximum output and just make that happen less frequently. Which is also why they said they restricted Jessmon um, because they felt as though that was happening too frequently in, with Japan's best of ones. Jessmon was just raising and killing people. Yeah, which is uh, why Savior was limited. Um... So they could just kill all those decks that do that. At once by killing cool boy yeah and like i think right now the big boogeyman in bt10 is cross hearts and there's no way they don't touch that deck but like the problem with that deck is everything is so tightly packed inside of its own little package like obviously some people are going to be like well shout four is the problem um and i'm just like Sunrise yes Buster. shout four is a very good card and is probably the key card of the whole deck next to the tamer that's allowing you to uh use your materials um more like reuse your materials for the save mechanic 
I think Sunrise Buster is going to be the hit for the deck just because now there's less ways to react and respond without also being able to play your tamers. So, um, like, the deck is a a tamer-heavy deck that just so happens to also be able to easily use uh, Sunrise Buster because two of its tamers are both in red and yellow. Um, So, without Sunrise Buster, it's going to have to actually be able to try to not react as much but like then there's the argument where it's like okay now death x comes in because it's a tamer heavy go wide format so now you're using death x for that slot um it's 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 a more complicated problem than it seems but i think the easy answer which might not be the best answer is just hitting sunrise buster like three for one off of that card is insane which is why i hate flame hellscythe on principle yeah some cards are just inherently more efficient than others um yeah and though the the only other thing i guess i'm considering is that um they i guess it's the lowest likelihood is that they actually hit something that isn't out yet for us like they they preemptively um restrict something i guess maybe like cross four um yeah are they like mikey uh, to four or mikey to one or cross four to one or, I mean, it's a real out there take because I I feel like they've already done a pretty good job when they killed Yellow Hybrid, but Venusmon's pretty unfun for now and for moving forward. Yeah, that card's just really hyper oppressive. But like Yellow, kind of just like even now we could see uh, in Japan the only other Yellow deck that's like remotely playable is either going to be um, Sakuyamon for BT10 and come. Uh, EX three, four great dragons, maybe. So actually, I have it. I have it up right now. Um, so Japan hasn't received the current like yellow hybrid slash blue hybrid restriction. They still have four copies of Jet Sophie and four copies of Tommy. Yeah, and um, yellow hybrids is still easily the so best hybrid deck. Yellow hybrids is their only yellow deck that sees play, um, basically at all, um. Because again, you can't shout, shout cross for or cross arts is just a cross arts deck. Um, so the fifth best deck, based on you know local tournament results in Japan currently in EX3 is Yellow Hybrids, and that we already know that's going away with just Jet Silphy potentially. Um, so hitting it again is probably unnecessary. Um, but I, I I think they might hit cross arts because EX3 cross arts still the number one deck by far. Yeah, I like think a, the the a overwhelming, decent amount. It's it's not even in competition. Like, uh, just going over, not like extensively, but the second most played deck outside of Cross Hearts that's doing well right now is um red uh red links. So the red links dragons. So that's using volcanic Dramon and um. Got, I have a uh, different list. Jazzymon. Um. I'm going by I, what was on the um, Discord server. I got... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's like a week-to-week thing. This is adding them all together. Um, Bloom Lordmon is currently in second place. Okay. Slightly yeah, I ahead of the... I don't the have the added black... all together. I just see yeah, the weekly Bloom Lord. Bloom Lord's in second place. Um, the Lynx is third, but very, very close. So, like, their tier one is Shoutmon by 10 spaces then bloom lord and then five spaces like toppings and then uh links and then Examon at fourth 
So the fact that the like basically the face card of EX3 is a tier 1.5 deck competing with Alphamon. Um, so I don't necessarily think they hit Alphamon necessarily. They don't have to buy BT10 because of... Which is also why, circling back to my first statement, I don't think they hit uh, Dexmon because it's the only thing that runs around Crosshearts. Why well, would you restrict are, the best the, counter? The funny to it? thing is, I know they also, also run it. use it. They run they their run own it because counters for the mirror. But yeah, like the card I is think, just inherently insane. I don't think it makes good. it better. I think I th- like. I think removing Dexmon makes it better, not worse. It just makes the mirror more annoying. Uh, I mean, that's why I think they have to hit something like. Something more in direct package. in the package of cross hearts. Like, they can't not get away with not hitting something. And, like, the problem is just how the mechanics are playing around with each other. Um, that's making it inherently stupid. So, like, if they had more... Like, this is why the Lynx decks are doing or are seeing a little bit more popularity is because they have some tech and tools to try to counteract some of the stuff. And that's why we're seeing, like, um, Gaiomon uh emerging just because we need tamer interaction a lot of these unhealthy things are just coming from the inability to be able to respond moving out of raising we can't do anything about that um tamers for the most part we can't do anything about that like it's just these decks are abusing the safest way to be able to aggro at the same time uh and that's why they're like doing well I mean, I know they're not just going to kill their mechanic before it even gets printed, but if no. they just had a way... Like, if Innocence Blizzard worked on Tamers, that would be pretty easy. I mean, just, just strip something. a source underneath all the Tamers? Like, I don't I don't know. It's it's a harder problem than it seems to fix. Um, but I like... also, while Cross 4 is, I guess, the best actual Shoutmon target because it is only a rare, whereas uh, Cross 4... Or cross 5 is a super. Yeah. And then cross 5B is a rare. Um, You're not playing I the, think... the Bs. The bees, I know. The Bs um, are like... They're the fun... Deck. Yeah, they're they're like a different thing, and they're more of a for fun thing, but like, you, it's... The majority um, of it is Mikey and cross 4. Well, so the problem being is that cross... You can't just get rid of cross 4 and make them run more cross 5s, because cross 5 requires... Oh no, it doesn't. I'm lying. The bees do. Then you hit the bees on accident if you get rid of cross four. But yeah, um, if you restrict shout four to one, you could they could still run shout five, but it's just worse. I mean, yeah, uh, and which is why it's like because the package is so tight knit, it's just so it's so hard to just want to hit something because it the wrong thing could accidentally kill the deck, and when you know. The vast majority of BT10 Next is is, is cross hearts. Like I think, literally, almost a third of that set is cross hearts, um, mm-hmm. because it's spread out through a whole bunch of colors, and it just eats up a lot of slots from a lot of different colors. So, like, it you eats can't... up like every tamer. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a very tough situation. Like, I think that was just poorly it's thought out and poorly tamers. designed, because um... like it's just hybrids 2.0. They didn't learn from their mistake. So, it, well, I, I, I also, because I know I was considering playing, like, Blue Flare next set, um, and they actually kind of hit Blue Flare Intermediary, because a lot of lists were running small hybrid packages with Tommy and Korikaku to 
aid their strip and stun package. So yeah, now cause... they can't. Yeah, because Blue Flares also wants to stun alternatively. Like, they don't care about the stripping. They care about the Digimon being there, so that way it counts as a Digimon for them to continue to stun and do their effects with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of their effects require your opponent to have two Digimon on the field. But Blue Flares, I think, like, it, it can survive and work without the Blue Hybrid stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Or at least Tommy more specifically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I think, think they hit anything in purple. I don't think they hit Dexmon. No, I don't think I they think hit Dexmon. Dexmon is safe. I think they hit Sunrise Buster. I think they hit Cool Boy, potentially. I think they hit, like, Shout 4, maybe? Shout 4 would actually surprise me, but it, it, I'm, I'm a lot closer to thinking, I, I mean, I, I guess I also really hope they don't hit Dexmon. Because that would just make shout. It would make it worse. I feel like it would make the shoutmon even less counterable. Well, that's why they would have to hit something from it. So it's just like this is this hit is sunrise decision. and dexmon. It, uh, they, no, they need to actually I hit mean, something from cross hearts, not just something that they can play. So like, if they do hit dexmon, they have to hit something in cross hearts to directly respond to the fact that they're hitting um, dexmon. So, now, see, like, I also don't necessarily, because I'm flipping through random, like, because this website just has all these, like, random Twitter screenshots. Um, they, like, they can run as many as three Dexmon, like, I guess, like, D-Reapers would, but they also don't have to. Like, the list I, I just looked at ran one, and it won a Locals, so I don't necessarily think they would restrict as a means of lowering cross hearts's ceiling no i mean dexmon you know I mean? doesn't like dexmon doesn't impact cross hearts at all um cross hearts just makes dexmon playable because it's cross hearts um yeah because right now we're seeing dexmon have very minimal impacts like he's impactful but like not a whole lot of decks are using him he's because, impactful to me they yeah <laughs> i know but like the mess, the vast majority of decks are just moving out of phrasing and doing their thing, and Dexmon does mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to stop any of that. Yep. So if anything, it just makes it worse. Yeah. So Cross Hearts makes Dexmon even more playable, just because now you have a really good deck that's spamming Tamers. Um, yep. Or another one is it's not just Alphamon; it's Alphamon and um, shit Cross Hearts. Yeah, because now that Yellow Hybrids is dead, we don't have to like include that as heavily um and even though like They're yellow gone. is going to take a break they security always control. Security yeah, control still exists. they 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 always over design yellow on accident so like yellow will have something eventually that's stupid and will be perfectly fine so okay um those are our predictions on hopefully we're right hopefully we're not if not you can make fun of us next week I'm, when we I'm talk about it yeah i'm still not <laughs> confident on my predictions at all um just because i don't play the format and i don't know I'm, exactly what the problems are i mostly don't know how ballsy they are because i think hitting cross four would be like because i think it also it it hits the deck while also saying this isn't how we wanted you to play it because we made this other thing the super play the super <laughs> you know Right, so part a lot of, of it them is just like cut how, it out completely. 
Yeah, like, how, how ballsy do they want to do, like, how ballsy of an approach do they want, what they're gonna hit, because, like, I'm not gonna say the game is in the best state, but, like, it's not in a bad state either, where they, like, really, really, really need to, like, okay, this is 110% a problem, we need to fix it ASAP. The game's not in, like, emergency mode. Uh, it has a couple think... of unhealthy things, sure, um, but it. I'm really curious what's gonna happen. I think you did put it best when you said, like, if everything's broken, nothing's broken. And that really does kind of speak to the, like, that's, that's the a top fighting, meta yeah. at this point. I, I learned that from fighting games. I used to play a lot of fighting games, and, like, um, one of the YouTubers I that that's... I follow said that, and I was just like, that really stuck because that harkens back to just competitive games as a whole. Yeah. I remember that, I think, uh, first used to reference Dota, like, comparing Dota's, like, balancing... But, but, um, okay. With that, um, we're gonna sign out. See uh, ya. And don't forget, uh, we're on all streaming platforms. Um, just in case that you want to find us on various different platforms to listen to, I stream it live on Twitch, and the video also goes up on YouTube. True. If you listen to this whole thing and you didn't know that, um, we know now. Okay. And goodbye.